Hello, and welcome to our podcast, That Human Touch, Health Innovation in West Sweden. We're going to showcase some of the cool things happening in the region with the amazing people making them happen. It's about life science, health innovation, and that special human touch. In this episode of the podcast, I'll be talking with Christina Levan. She's a project manager working at Region Västergötland. After that, I'll also be joined by Mia Ekdal and Jenny Almqvist, who'll be giving their informed perspectives on life science in West Sweden. But first... Advanced therapy medicinal products, so ATMPs, are at the forefront of global scientific innovation in healthcare. These pioneering treatments, which include gene therapies, cell therapies and tissue-engineered products, have the potential to transform patients' lives. Christina Levin is a project manager in Region Västergötland, and she's got a special focus on strategic issues within precision medicine and ATMP, both on national and regional levels. Christina, welcome to the pod. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's our pleasure. Um, so maybe you could uh, start us off with um, yeah, some definitions. So ATMP and precision medicine. So could you just briefly describe what they are and why we need them? So precision medicine, it's actually a way of helping the doctors to give the right uh, treatment to the right patient and try to personalize it as much as possible, actually. And um, and ATMPs are products that are um, uh, containing genes, cells, or uh, other sort of biologic... Uh, so ATMPs could be a part of a, a precision medicine um, Yeah, it could be, but not necessarily. No, okay. Great. And what, what would you say they actually mean for patients? The ATMP give patient a new type of promising uh, therapies that could help cure them. Wow, that sounds like a wonderful thing. <laughs> yeah, it's wonderful. It's amazing, actually. For some of these uh, indications for the, for the products, uh, there, there are no available treatment at the moment. Uh, so... Um, for example, uh, we can see products within the oncology field, uh, which is um, really promising. And we can see the patient that wouldn't have uh, have sort of been able to stay alive for more than a short period of time. Now we can see that they are having uh, really good lives and they have life quality, which is amazing, actually. And also for the, uh, we have several of the monogenetic diseases that we can also see now, rare diseases that we can see new therapies for that didn't really have any available treatment before. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah it sounds amazing. That, like in West Sweden, so uh, how, are we, how are we doing when it comes to the development of uh, ATMPs? Uh, so the development is, um, uh, we can see that we have um, products in the healthcare. Uh, so that's maybe the, the way that people will sort of get sort of uh, well, get introduced to them uh, actually and uh, we can see that we have uh, 
five different therapies at Sagenske University uh, that are recommended by the government or by the um, authorities, actually. And we have uh, also products that are developed at the hospital. Uh, and so was, are, that, was that five different products at the hospital, at Sagenske University Hospital? Yes, oh, okay. but they are not developed, but they are uh, recommended and they are from pharmaceutical companies. Wow, yeah. wow. And now that we have uh, those... Uh, uh, also, those two products that were oh, sorry, three products actually that we have developed and uh, and produced at the hospital. Wonderful, fantastic. So uh, and so, does that put us sort of uh, yeah leading in Sweden uh, uh, as a region or uh, compared to? No, other... I wouldn't say uh, unfortunately, but we are uh, we are doing uh, uh, good research and we are also having this really nice GMP facilities at the hospital which makes it possible for us to to do the transfer from preclinical studies to clinical studies uh, but I think the regions uh, I think Skåne for example is really doing a lot of great work and so is uh, other parts of Sweden as of course Stockholm and Uppsala are doing really nice uh, uh, development and they have a really big labo- laboratories, GMP facilities in Stockholm. So they are uh, doing a lot of nice things. Yeah, wonderful. And I understand you work on both a regional level here in Västergötaland uh, and also on a national level. So you must yeah. get to see uh, a lot of these fantastic uh, initiatives. Yeah, and I think it's really nice because Sweden is such a small country. It's uh, sort of large, but it, we don't have that many people here. And we really need to join forces, I think. And we need to try to be... Sweden as a as a entity, I think, because I we can do much more if we try to support each other. I think, and we see that we have a lo- lot of really good initiatives uh, going on at the moment. Yep, and uh, yeah, we're actually here at GoCo today, and uh, here yeah. is the the CCRM initiative as well, which I guess you must be very uh, familiar with. And uh, yeah. what, what does CCRM stand for? Do you remember? <laughs> It's the center, <laughs> center for Commercialization of Regenerative Medicine. Yeah, well, yeah. good. Very yeah. good. And it's a national inf- uh, infrastructure. It, it will be. It's not like there is a house yet, but it will be. And uh, it's a national uh, center that will support the commercialization of products. Fantastic. And so like you said before, so initiatives that take place in different parts of the country, they'll, they'll be able to come here and get help with uh, yeah, commercialization strategies. For exactly. Them. That's what we hope. Mm-hmm. And uh, since it's called CCRM Nordic, we hope that we can also sort of join forces together with the other Nordic countries when when needed and when yep. asked for. Yeah. Wonderful. I know they've been inspired by Canada as well. I, I see, um, was it Mike May? Is that yeah. The name of the, yeah. He's, yeah. Uh, he's very much one of the... Uh, sort of leading people within the field. And CCRM Nordic uh, uh, is uh, uh, where we sort of initiative that takes a lot of uh, um, influences from the CCRM uh, in Toronto. Yep, very good. I actually spoke to uh, Frederick Vesperi um, earlier this afternoon yeah. and, and mm. uh, I told him I was going to be talking to you. And so I asked him what uh, what I should ask you. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> what did he say? He said, uh, he actually, I thought he had a very good angle and he asked, um, he thought we I should ask you, so how can um, industry make it easier for the implementation of uh, ATMPs in healthcare? Oh, that's a really good question and I'm happy he asked. <laughs> I said you to ask that because... Um, 
I think uh, in order to be able to implement all these new therapies into the healthcare, we need the support from the companies and we need some sort of structure and, and standardized sort of ways of handling the products because um, these are not just pills coming in a jar to the, <laughs> to the, uh, to the um, uh, hospital. It's uh, living cells or it's viruses with a gene uh, that will be implemented mm. into the, the patient. And, and, and the handling takes a lot of resources uh, for each and every patient and product. And if we can see that we can handle the products more sort of uh, standardized, uh, that will help the healthcare system a lot. Uh, but that's just one thing. We can also see that the um, uh, that the companies that are actually now having products in the pipeline that they want to introduce in a clinical trial, uh, that would also be helpful for the hospital to know that uh, uh, while before they really want to start it. Because for the hospital, uh, we need as uh, we need a lot of um, resources and competences to be able to take part of the clinical trials. And we need to know those what what is needed uh, sometime ahead, uh, so we can uh, so we conduct the trials, yep. which we really want to. Yeah, sure. And more generally, so you meant you you referred to a couple of them there, but what do you see as the challenges and opportunities in in getting these ATMPs uh, to patients? Uh, so the challenges. Um, are the opportunities? <laughs> yeah. I think the opportunities, um, since we we are a small country and we have uh, a, a good connection between the hospitals in Sweden, I think we can uh, be um, uh, we can s- sort of ha- enhance our capability within the hospitals. Not easily, but we are sort of already working on it, and it would be possible for us to to uh, implement products. I think. Uh, in Swedish healthcare, and I think we can also find ways to um, maybe to identify which center should sort of give what treatment yep. uh, in in Sweden. Um, so I think that's one of the opportunities. And I think also it's uh, we are also good at this really uh, complicated healthcare in Sweden, mm. and we are good when it comes to the phase one trials and right. those things. So I think that also a way to compete or to be able to to sort of do those things yep. really well in Sweden. Mm. And the challenges are are many. They are sort of really strongly connected to the to, to the to the opportunities. I think because it's also really expensive uh, mm. uh, therapies, yep. um, and it's really a lot ask, to ask the the. Uh, the taxpayers for I think mm. so we have difficulties understanding how to handle these really um, expensive therapies especially when it comes to broader patient groups because mm. so at the moment there's few patients mm. and who who gets who decides who gets them uh, so we have EMA of course uh, uh, for deciding of approval of a product in the European Union yep that's the European uh, Medicines Agency yeah exactly the, sorry yeah, yeah. And uh, they, um, so so they can decide and approve a product. Uh, but when, but then we have also national uh, uh, sort of we we can we have to do the health evaluation nationally, and uh, that's uh, TLV. 
Okej, okay. <laughs> vad är det så? Vad är det så? Tandvård och läkemedel. We have to do that later, I think. <laughs> We have to have a sort of abbreviation list connected to this. Uh, but they do the health economic valuation uh, based on models that have been used uh, yep. for long and they are developed and uh, and improved, I guess, uh, uh to, to, to sort of fit the purpose, but mm. we can see that we have difficulties with the ATMPs because they have smaller patient groups often, that, and and they it's they also promise to be sort of lifelong effect, yep. and that's impossible for us to know already now. So mm. yes. uh, there are difficulties when evaluating uh, these uh, products, uh, but if if there's a, a good results, uh, it and they decide that uh, they think it's a good product for, for us to have uh, the NT-rådet Nya Terapier-rådet New Therapies uh, Council uh, they um, uh, negotiate with the companies about the pricing I think right. and this isn't my expertise uh, area so I think uh, but but if they decide to recommend it it will be a national recommendation for, the, for these products yep. and we are Um, and, and in that case, the hospitals shall give the treatment Very or good. give the opportunity to send the patient to another hospital. Mm, great, but hopefully we can more of them, more of them become available, so we get more used to handling them and managing them and administering them as well. Because I guess, yeah. I guess that must be a bit of an issue: uh, training uh, staff to actually administer the, uh, these uh, um, products as well. Yeah, for some of them, but for some of them, this is just what they are normally doing, actually, I think, at the clinic. But sometimes they are also a bit, uh, uh, because they are so expensive, these products, it's also a lot of responsibility to carry this uh, (laughs) product and give it to the patient. It's really uh, sometimes stressful for some of the people working in the clinic. But I think they are coping that really well. I think we have uh, trained uh, nurses and doctors and also... uh, Uh, other personnel that that yep. are on top of those things. So I read recently in a, in an article um, that uh, Agneta Holming, so the dean of the Sogrensk Academy, that she um, wanted. Um, Uh, I'm not sure if it was a promise, but she really wanted uh, all sort of medical students and pharmacy students, uh, everyone coming out of the Sogrensk Academy, to have an idea of what uh, ATMPs are, and uh, that they would start to get that knowledge. Um, so I get, so I guess that education of the the next generation um, that, are, that are going to be working with the these products and developing these needs needs to know now what's happening. Yeah, absolutely. We have have since I think two years now been talking to both. Uh, Uh, Sagenska Academy and Chalmers from from uh, the project that, that I'm working in uh, it, about the uh, the education and how to implement parts uh, about ATMP just to for the awareness uh, in all courses uh, or not in all courses but in all programs uh, at the at Sagenska Academy but also at Chalmers so that all the students as you said should be aware that these products are. Uh, are available or that they, that is something that they should be aware of. But then we also talk a, a lot about how to uh, improve the competence or of the students when mm. they are uh, 
finished with their education because yes. we can see that they didn't they they don't really have access to the right courses to be able to to work in the field of ATMPs. No. So this is something that we are actually working a lot uh, on right now. Yeah. And my colleague uh, Josephine Klingval, she yeah. uh, told me as well that there's uh, um, a, a pre-study uh, about to kick off uh, just exactly uh, with that skill supply and competence development. So can you t- share some more details about what that? Yeah, that's, um, as you said, a pre-study. Uh, and what we want to do is to sort of map the... Uh, the gaps in the competence and uh, also try to identify if there are any stakeholders that could be interested in joining uh, this sort of activities to to improve the the competence. And we know that already some of the programs at the Sargenska University and at Chalmers are already talking about how to to, um, develop courses that can be uh, available for students from different programs because this is what we see that the people that are actually working uh, with product development or in the GMP facilities and uh, and in other areas they are they need sort of different there are no program for that so they need to um, learn from other expertise areas I think mm. yeah. it sounds very cool with a whole new kind of a whole new area opening up yeah. it's very, very exciting and also with the CCRM, as we already mentioned, uh, we will also need the people here uh, to 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 be able to uh, support and work in these uh, facilities. So, so what sort of advice, if there is someone out there with with an idea or with a um, sort of the motivation to to work in this area, what what should they do? I think. Uh, the way that you, if you're really interested, I think you should contact one of the GMP facilities. So you can just write to me and okay. I will try to guide you because I think um, uh, the motivation is will take you quite far, I think. Yes. And, uh, and there are probably ways to get the training that you need mm. uh, if you're really motivated. Yep. But the courses, there are some courses uh, in Sweden, but not that many. Okay. Unfortunately, yeah. And also, just I'm curious about um, sort of um, yeah, scaling up um, these the logistics involved in um, um, with ATMPs, advanced therapy medicinal products. <laughs> uh, so, uh, as in my mind at the moment, it's just kind of like one um, entity, uh, but that that gets a lot of attention because it's so new. Uh, but then, if we, if we want to get these products to uh, to more people and, and scale them up. So that that seems, in my mind, that doesn't quite <laughs> work out. I might say more about my mind, but um, it, how are we going to scale scale this up? And do you mean scale up the production or the possibility to give patient uh, the treatments or...? Yeah, I think probably probably both. both. Uh, but main, mm-hmm. I think in the end, it, it does come down to um, more patients being able to uh, get access to this type of medicine. Mm. So there are several different um, sort of things that we need to do, I think. One is that we see that these therapies are now recommended to a kind of a small um, patient group. Yep. Uh, and... and uh, as long as we have that situation, there won't be that many patients. But we can also see that uh, clinical trials are now uh, showing that these products can give really good effect in larger or like earlier in the in the 
progression of the disease. Right. And that will probably have a really big effect on how many people that are actually uh, in the in the group of uh, patients that are recommended to use these therapies. Yep. Uh, so that's one thing. Uh, the clinical trials is needed to be able to give it earlier yes. uh, to the patients. And probably also when they are not as... Um, and their health is better. It will also have. It might also have even better effect. Great. Uh, so that's one thing. But the scaling up when it comes to handling the product within the hospital, for example, we don't really know how to handle that. I think <laughs> we will probably. We we know that we at the hospital Sagenska uh, University Hospital we have um, looked into the need of uh, uh, laboratories mm. and the facilities that are needed. Yep. Uh, because we are now building the Sagenska life yes. and we need to prepare for the sort of the future and the healthcare that is needed uh, in 10, 20, even 30 years, I guess. <laughs> uh, and that's, of course, not really, it's really complicated to do, to do that, but we have at least to give it a try and, um, and it asks for more. Uh, facilities to to handle the products and also probably for for manufacturing of products yes uh, yeah mm, lots of things to to consider yeah I think so and also we have you know the companies uh, also need to be able to to manufacture the products because yes. we can see now that there are difficulties also for the companies to find uh, slot times to produce the therapies in the right time for the patients mm. uh, which is also affecting of course how how uh, how uh, we are able to give the patient products, yeah, or treatments, yeah. Okay, if we move on to uh, sort of your role in, in all this, so mm. how, <laughs> so I don't know in your in your words, how, what yeah, what do you do? How yeah, I understand you're like a uh, a spider in the web here and coordinating uh, sort of academia and industry and healthcare sectors. But in your words, how, how I'm not really you... coordinating all those things, but uh, I try to um, stay in sort of um, informed, or you know, I try to be. Uh, be connected to the different parts of the ecosystem. Uh, and uh, it's easier because I'm also working nationally, I think, because I get all the information about what's actually happening. Uh, or not all, of course, but I get a lot of information. Yes. And I'm also um, a part of uh, some other national networks. And I'm also co coordinating the ATMP Centers Network because the ATMP Centers in Sweden have a national network where we meet every month to discuss and share different experiences and uh, knowledge, yeah. Cool. Mm. Fun. <laughs> it's, it's really fun. I have, I, I do so many things that are so sort of challenging, but also very interesting and fun in my Can you give us some job. examples of the recent, recent things? That recent been... things. Last week I was invited actually to, uh, do you say round table discussion? Yeah. Sure. Uh, in uh, Copenhagen in Schopenhamn. Yes. And uh, it was the... Um, Danska or the Danish Leaf, yep. which is the branch organization for the pharmaceutical uh, companies. Uh, yep, yeah, that's right. And um, <clears throat> they had invited a lot of different people to this discussion, and it was um, people from their uh, 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 from the regions that are coordinating the I think they have five regions in Denmark okay and there were people from the hospital and people from the companies 
and also from the Läkemedelsverket, yep. uh, which is the MPA, I think. Yeah. Uh, and um, and we discussed different things, and they wanted me sort of to give a brief overview of how we are working in Sweden, and they really wanted to understand better what what they could should try to get into the Danish life science strategy mm. in order to get the effects that they were interested in. Mm. Mm-hmm. And that was really inspiring. And it was, I think we can learn a lot from, from these uh, yeah. uh, contacts and discussions because we have the same issues and we are working on different sort of aspects mm. in different countries. And uh, I think... Uh, Uh, if we connect, we can be also stronger because I think for the for for the Nordic countries, I think we would definitely benefit if we could be more united and try to do a lot of more things together. I think. Yeah, that's right. Yep, stronger together. I know, yeah. I know, uh, the life science office uh, in the government they they talk a lot about uh, Nordic collaboration, and uh, I think it might even be in uh, the Swedish life science strategy that we should be collaborating um, more um, across the Nordics. So. Yeah, you mm. met Jeanette uh, Edblad. I did yeah, a few months right. ago. Yeah, yeah, mm. that was cool. Yeah, she's new. Did on you the say job. anything about ATMP? Uh, <laughs> she, she did talk about the, it was a conference during the summer, I think. If and yeah, uh, was in that uh, Matwash at yeah, the right. North Expire. Yeah. Exactly. So she did mention that. Mm. Um, otherwise, uh, she told me she was in uh, listening mode at the moment. Ah, yeah. And uh, I think mm. that makes sense as well. But uh, I think uh, no, it was really really nice to meet her, and uh, we did a little video. For the park annual event, which yeah. was just ah, so it was you. Hmm? <laughs> I, 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 I saw it. We behind the camera. Mm, nice. No, Very... but it's really nice uh, that we have the life science office. I think in Sweden. Yes. Uh, we're really happy about that, and we also have had the opportunity from the national sort of uh, project that I'm in, ATMP 2030, that we have uh, had opportunity to present different things that we have been working on in uh, in the uh, project, which has been really uh, good for us. To, yep. to do, yeah. Very good. Um, other kind of insights into leading and collaborating across academia, healthcare, and uh, um, industry. I think uh, I think we're. It's really important. Of course, we need to find really good ways to collaborate. We need platforms to to be able to meet. I think Goco, for example, is a really good platform for us to to meet and to discuss and uh, and connect. Uh, and I've already been here several times listening to really nice uh, seminars and presentations. And I think that's uh, great. And I think I've missed it, mm. uh, even though I didn't really know that. <laughs> and uh, I, so that's really, I think... Um, something that we can probably use in more ways, uh, how to meet and how to to find how, uh, you know, questions that we have or issues or challenges that are similar to each other, then we can probably find ways to to work on them together. Yep. And especially, I think, for ATMP, uh, it's really important that we have a strong connection between Uh, the hospital and the academia, of course, but also with the with the industry, because um, these products sort of needs need need us to be able to collaborate really closely uh, yep. to handle them in a good way and to develop them in a good way. I think very good. Yes, and then uh, so what's it like working in the region uh, in in the healthcare sector with uh, the, ah. 
with this uh, ATMPs and uh, precision medicine. Can you give us any insights or thoughts on uh, on that? I will just go back to saying something about the region because I think uh, we have uh, in in Västergötalands region and we have really nice uh, atmosphere. I think we have. Uh, I can feel a really good sort of spirit when it comes to collaboration. Uh, we work really well together, and I think that uh, we don't sit that far away uh, nope. from each other, so we can just connect and try to meet up and discuss issues. And from for ATMPs, we have had the support from the uh, uh, region for many years in in uh, Gothenburg or at Sagrenska, where we have been able to join these national projects, yep. uh, I think since 2016 or something like that. And um, that has been really, I think, good for us because we were... Uh, were part of those programs from the really from the from the beginning, mm. uh, and um, and we can also see that we have this. Uh, I think it's called letter of intent, right? Uh, that we have signed last year. Uh, the different parts it was the hospital, it was the region, it was um, Gothenburg University and Chalmers yep. uh, regarding the specific collaborations around the ATMPs, mm. uh, which now is something that we can sort of lean on when we have questions that are uh, that where we need uh, different parts of uh, or different organizations to join to mm. to to solve together yep. so that's really good christian maybe you could uh, i don't know could you tell us a little bit more about you and your background yes uh, i defended my phd in 2009 <laughs> so it's a long time ago now and what was what was your phd on it was on endometrial cancer and prognostic markers, uh, biomarkers for uh, for uh, uh, prognosis. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, that was really interesting. And it started, I think, uh, the ideas of uh, the tailored treatment was the way of uh, describing it at the moment. Mm. Uh, to identify patients that would benefit from other type of therapies than was... Uh, Mm. Uh, normally giving to given to the patient with a certain type of endometrial cancer. Right. Yep. So yeah. that after your PhD, what? Yeah. After that, I was working uh, uh, as a researcher until 2016 uh, or 17, maybe. Ah, 16. Yeah. In the Gothenburg region. Uh, yes, yeah. I was at the Sagrenska Center for Cancer Research right. at the moment and uh, working on ovarian cancer and looking at metastatic patterns mm. of uh, those. Tumors, uh, but after that, uh, I started working. Uh, I ended my research career, so to say, and I started working with clinical trials right. uh, uh, at the rheumatology department, um, supporting uh, the mainly the clinical trials that were initiated by people from the academia and the clin clinicians. Mm. Um, but but then I was asked to to apply for a job at Chalmers, uh, which was sort of a totally different type of job. I was uh, applying for a position as a research advisor at the grants office. Okay. And this has been really it was very exciting actually to be at Chalmers because they work in a, I think in a different way. They have uh, um, a lot of work focusing on utilization and how to sort of make use of the the research and and the mm. good ideas that come from the academia. Mm. 
And it was also interesting because I learned a lot about the financing landscape in Sweden, which uh, I think I have a lot of help today when I work with these new projects, uh, projects that are uh, national projects that are funded by, for example, Vinova. Mm. And we see that we have uh, a need for for, uh, financing projects that... uh, focusing on utilization or innovation of clinical products. It sounds like you've got a, a, a very, very good background for what you do now with both the academic side and then the uh, the healthcare side as well. Is, yeah, uh, I, I, I think that's really useful for me in, in my role now. And I think uh, also that uh, this has been, uh, this is also the reason why I applied for this position, working with uh, these national projects uh, within ATMP. How long have you been doing that now? Uh, two and a half years. Okay. And so how, it's not that long. But no? how, how cool is it? How cool? Very cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Wonderful. Yeah. Well, and so what's the best bit about your job? Uh, I think it, the best bit is that I do so many different things and I feel that uh, it's important. That's purpose. Yeah. Yep. And I, it has a really important purpose. Yeah. yeah and I think there's, yeah, uh, for, at least from my perspective, I think there are a lot of people who really are uh, cheerleading for uh, ATMPs to uh, to be uh, developed uh, quickly and, and to get to patients. Um, yeah, so, I agree. Uh, so yeah. it's an important, it's an important job. Mm. So what drives you and what motivates you? Why do you do what you do? Yeah, I think I really, I, I I really like the the networking parts. Yep. Uh, I think it's really fun for me to be in sort of connected to all these different people. But th- what drives me I, is probably that these are really interesting products, and it's um, uh, uh, now I don't know the English word. Nyttigörande. The um, yeah, u- utilization, utilization yeah. yeah. So the utilization of uh, of these innovations, it's uh, fascinating, and I think we need to do whatever we can to to do that in the best, of course, the safest way, but also in the way that the that the Swedish patients uh, uh, get access to these products uh, as soon as uh, possible, yep. and that's really. Really, really nice to do. Yeah, it's fun. Mm. And then I heard, uh, uh, I heard a little some gossip that uh, to help you uh, get energy and be motivated, you like uh, winter bathing. Winter bathing is that yes, right? Yes, yes. It's the third winter now. Cool. Uh, I try to do it uh, at least once a week, um, and. Uh, it's really nice, actually. <laughs> for, for, for our I listeners. used to be a badkruka, but now I think it's uh, uh, energizing and fun. Normally, we have a long walk. Uh, it's me and my friend Monica. We have a long walk first, and uh, then we have a really quick, of course, uh, dip, and then we have coffee. And uh, so, for for our uh, uh, people who might be listening to this, uh, uh, who don't live in Sweden. And I uh, think this is a crazy idea. <laughs> so why? 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 Uh, I think it was a trend, actually, that got me started. You know, they were talking about this a lot during COVID. I think it was maybe, maybe it was some sort of way of uh, 
taking focus of COVID and uh, uh, get healthy. Um, But uh, I think it just, when you start doing it, it makes you want to do it even more, actually. So it's addicting, Mm. I think. Ah. Cool. And how cold is it? Or what's the coldest? Is it like ice? You have to break through the ice? Yes, we have been breaking through the ice with an axe. (laughs) (laughs) Plenty of times, but a few times. But normally... In Sweden nowadays, there are many people doing the winter bathing thing. So uh, if we if you go to a lake where where other people uh, take a dip, then it's uh, yeah. And how much energy do you think it gives you, or is it just a fun? I thing think to it's do? the you know the walk and the talk and the winter bathing and the coffee afterwards. Uh, all that together gives me a lot of energy. Lovely, <laughs> <laughs> wonderful. Sounds great. Uh, do you want to join us? <clears throat> Next question. <laughs> uh, no, you know I, I've I've uh, I've done it a couple of times, but it um, is cold. I like it if there's a sauna afterwards. Then then yeah. uh, I think that's really nice. Mm, maybe that's for a... the beginners. <laughs> <laughs> I take it. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. So generally, um, your thoughts on so West Sweden? We're both uh, living and working in West Sweden. Why do you think? Uh, what what's your perspective on why talent investors entrepreneurs should be here uh, the west coast is the best coast right yeah <laughs> but i think we have the uh the interest in people i think and we also are uh, interested in collaboration uh, we can see that in many different initiatives i think in in uh, yep. this area and uh, that will also give us uh, uh, i think good opportunities uh, and try and and connections and I think it's uh, a good place to be because we have the support from the region and we can also see that we have the support from academia as you mentioned especially in in my field as as Agneta said but also we have the support from the industry and we can see that we all, we have AstraZeneca which is really big stakeholder in this field which uh, also gives us opportunities for collaboration I think. Yep, no, I agree. It feels like there's uh, really a lot going on and a and really uh, exciting climate here at the moment. It really does. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. in, uh, I don't know, let's say, uh, say 10, 15 years from now, what's your vision of uh, what does it look like when it comes to, uh, uh, say from a patient perspective, when it comes to uh, um, ATMPs? What we didn't really talk about before is that the, the area of ATMPs is... Um, they have a lot of different target indications. Mm. So we can, I would uh, expect to see products that are targeting other diseases than uh, cancer, for example, or monogenic diseases. Right. And we know that we have products that are in the clinical trials for diabetes, for example, and we have for, uh, for um, uh, hemophilia, we have products that are mm. actually... Approved. And the, these products are they uh, all at Sogranska as well? Are they? Are we, no, are we using no, no, not not all of them. We have, uh, uh, but we can see globally mm-hmm. and in yep. in Europe that we that there are a lot of products. There are some products that are approved that are for other targets also, and we have many of those really complicated diseases that we don't really see any any cure for. We can see that there are ongoing trials which right. will be. Amazing and really, there it's really 
promising for the for the patient groups that are affected by Fant the disease. Fantastic, and, and also just listening to uh, um, Bubu and uh, um, some other people at the hospital, it does seem as though there's a a much more open um, mindset towards new innovations as well these days. Is that something you can share as well? Bringing in new innovations and new types of therapies. Um, it seems as though they're much more open to that at the moment. Yeah, maybe. I know that we have... Um, that the research is getting more focus and probably also the innovation parts. And for me... Uh, before, when I I actually did, a, um, I had a few years at Chalmers, which was really good because they are really working a lot with the utilization and the innovation parts, which yep. sometimes I think other other universities can probably learn a lot from that. Um, how to get from preclinic to clinic is a very big step yep. for the. Uh, for the research group and for the product to be transferred. And uh, probably we can find ways to support that within the hospitals uh, or in connection to the academia. And uh, probably we can also find ways to, to, to financially support that type of work yep. uh, with grants and with uh, mm. uh, other, other types of uh, financing. Because uh, this is really, I think, important for the academia to be able to transfer their uh, good ideas to the clinic. Very good. Um, and lastly, sort of your key message to uh, our listeners out there. They might be in, in West Sweden working with life science or they might be uh, outside the region and interested in what goes on here. Is there any kind of, I don't know, last key message that you'd like to share? I think you, you I think... Everyone should definitely look into the field of ATMP and and uh, and try to understand that because uh, it's a public question also. Uh, and I think uh, the area is growing so quickly and it's super exciting. And if you're interested in working in life science, it would be a really nice way to start your career. I think within the field of ATMP. Yeah. Yep. Great. And then um, I've wanted to start asking all our guests uh, who, uh, yeah, what other guests do you think we should have on this pod in the future? Sort of profiles and um, cool people like yourself uh, <laughs> who, who are uh, active um, and doing amazing things in connected to life science, health innovation in West Sweden. Oh, there are so many interesting people in in west sweden i think um it's in the life science i guess uh, area i think uh, johan hildner for example but he's in my sort of field so maybe it's uh, but he's a, he's uh, a fantastic uh, character isn't he and uh, yeah amazing. most definitely and you also mentioned Freda before so if you're if you're going to stay within the field of cell therapies for a while that would be really nice people to great to listen to i think excellent but uh, Christina, it's been really, really nice having you uh, as a guest today. And uh, thank you for enlightening me on uh, um, uh, ATMPs and precision medicine. So uh, thanks so much. Ah, thank you. It was a pleasure. Don't go anywhere just yet. We've got Mia Ekdal, Jenny Omqvist, influencers in life science in West Sweden. They're coming right up.
it's uh, fantastic that we've got two special uh, guests and friends as well, I would say. I uh, hope you agree on that. Here yeah, we do. We do. <laughs> so we've got uh, Mia Ekdal, who is um, a head of uh, communications and relations at uh, AstraZeneca's HealthWorks. And we have uh, Jenny Armquist, who uh, works with regional development with life science for uh, region Vestra Jutland. Did I get that right to start with? You did, and thanks for having us. So the name of this uh, podcast is uh, That Human Touch, oh. Health Innovation in West Sweden. It just feels as though there's a, a nice feeling here. So what do you think about that? I think you're absolutely right. I think no, I absolutely agree with the need for more human touch, for more human interaction to solve challenges. But I also agree with you that there might be something in in this region that might be somewhat special. Um, but we shouldn't take it for granted. Maybe it is this, just as Sweden is a rather small country where we collaborate a lot. This is a relatively small region, so you need to reach out and collaborate even more. Definitely. And, and I like when we go east, yes. a bit northeast, that they actually I quite often hear people mentioning that we seem to have a good trust and a collaboration going on here in the West. Yep, mm. I think so too. I have never lived anywhere else than here and not worked in a global setting or anything. So I actually don't know this, but I hear it. And I like when I, I like when I not only hear it from my colleagues and partners, collaboration partners here, but also from people on the other side of the country. Very good. Great. But I'm interested to know, um, yeah, what's cooking? What do you think is uh, cool at the moment in uh, in uh, West Sweden when it comes to health innovation? Mia, anything on your mind new at the moment? Modalities. <laughs> new modalities. Yes, new modalities. It's interesting. When do they stop being new? Hmm. Uh, and, and so I think new modalities is a hot topic. It's constantly a hot topic because there is always going to be something new to talk about. And uh, Jenny was asking uh, earlier, what is a new modality? And within AstraZeneca, where I work, there is a lot of talk about new modalities. And um, a brief explanation would be, well, that is types of medicines that we haven't necessarily used before. So any any type of treatment that isn't known, like small molecules has been the mainstay, and then you had antibodies coming now most of the world knows that there is something called mRNA treatments and vaccines. New modalities is definitely uh, a hot topic always. And uh, that, of course, takes us to something that is cooking in this region, which would be CCRM. Or the Center for Commercialization of Regenerative Medicine, wow. which no one <coughs> ever says. Very good. <laughs> now, now, I, I, I just want to bring something up instead of just talking about CCRM I think what's really cool here is I'm starting to spot a trend where this region West Sweden has for decades been known for its automotive industry or mobility industry and our technology or ICT industry but life science has been relatively unknown there has been hotspots clearly in, in Stockholm, Uppsala, and also in the Öresund region or Medicon Valley. But this has been 
unknown. And now all of a sudden we're seeing big uh, national in investments and initiatives getting closer to West Sweden, which I think is a trend. Yes, we, we are happy to see that Sweden Bio has opening a site here at GoCo. And uh, because exactly as Mia says, we we see that more more national spotlight goes to West Sweden. And that is really good. And maybe that is a trend. Maybe we will not see that only in West Sweden, but in other parts of Sweden. I really hope so. I mean, Jamie, we've been, we've been uh, working for a long time in this industry. And I think looking at um, other countries, it's the countries where you can see several, several hotspots and several hubs in the industry. They are the ones who become very, very strong. And hopefully we're seeing that here too. So why, why do you think it's happening now? I, so, um, yeah, like you said, we've been, we've been around a, a little bit and uh, it seems there's been a lot of talk about this for a long time. And now, now all of a sudden it seems to be happening. So any, any sort of... Must be this pod. Everybody wants to be on it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any thoughts on uh, why this is happening now? One thing leads to another. And I think that um, we, we started up by saying that we were very good in collaboration here in West Sweden. And yes, we are. And I think that well, that has led to that um, industry has, has chosen to move here to West Sweden. And when when the industry is here, like we see here at GOKO, where we're sitting right now, I think that we have a high enough density of both uh, industry and of course, the biggest university hospital in Northern Europe and also a very strong academic that is also both technical and medical. So I think this is this is a spot where we can, where, where national initiatives can exist. Maybe it was not like that 10 years ago, but, but now it definitely is. I'd like to build on that because I, I, I think you're spot on on a few things here. And one thing that is quite interesting is that as I said before, West Sweden has been known for its automotive industry, um, whereas other regions, certainly Stockholm Uppsala, has been long and well known for its life science industry. We've not been able to compete in that space. So what is there for us to compete in? And I think this trend of looking at other sectors and looking at sector convergence and the fact that we do have this strong automotive, AI, intelligence, ICT industry, align with a, a world-leading te technical university and a strong university has led us to look elsewhere instead of going um, hunting in the same regions as everybody else, which which has just served us very, very well and become a hotspot, the timing, essentially. Yep, and I, I would also like to add, a, a Health Innovation West is a, a, like an umbrella organization where we bring uh, um, academia, healthcare and the industry together. And uh, I think it probably started out as a bit of a talking shop, but I do think there have been some projects where we sh we showed that uh, it yeah it was quite easy really to uh, collaborate across um, borders and across these sectors if you just take the time and you trust people and you uh, yeah you, you decide on a common goal and a common mission to start with and then you, you kind of just do it. Mm. Yes, I think that health innovation is West. Because prior of the pandemic, uh, it would have been much more difficult to bring all these people into the same room and actually get them to invest the right time or all that time. Uh, but but now, yes, Health Innovation West still is there. And maybe that is more a platform for for uh, for discussions. And But I think it's cool that we can bring all these perspectives and sectors together and actually 
on a quite high level and, and continue to discuss what do we need to learn from each other and how can we develop, what can we develop together? Not everything, but some things. Maybe this, uh, it's it's a part of a perfect storm as well. Um, I'm thinking about this report that uh, Solgenska Science Park did, I think it's now five years ago or even more. I think it was called Co-Action, which was looking at this cross-sector collaboration and how how different sectors were looking into life science as an opportunity uh, to use their knowledge and and also to um, bridge into new markets. And then, of course, the the establishment of GOCO, uh, Health Innovation City. We can't just ignore that because <laughs> that's a massive, uh, a massive boost for, of course, for the region. And but there are lots of initiatives, and I think it's the perfect storm when it, all of this happens at the same time then good things happen. And then you were talking about this being a nice region and entrepreneurship has a bit of naivety. Uh, and in that naivety, uh, you also open up mm. and you tell others about your plans right. and good things can happen. Very good. Great, they certainly can. Jenny, I'm uh, interested. So, yep, as our uh, public sector representative here, What's cooking in the public sector in uh, Region Västergötland? Region Västergötland. Yeah. As we said, previously said, uh, I think that it has been cool that over the last 10 years that has been a, a great transformation in how the public sector uh, wants to interact with uh, people outside, both on the academic side and, and in industry. One thing that the public sector will have extra focus on now is the the outcome of the uh, governmental investigation that Peter Asplund did this summer, or as we say in Swedish, statlig utredning. The scope of the investigation was how to increase uh, the numbers of uh, clinical trials that are initiated from the um, um, industry, Great. which is depending on who you ask, either declining or maybe being stable, but it's not increasing. And uh, I think that uh, over the last years, there has been a lot of focus in, not at least in the region of Västergötland, how to increase the quality of clinical trials, not foc focusing so much about if it's industry or if it's academic origin. But now uh, with the Peter Asplund's investigation, there has been a lot of, there has been a high focus on, on the um, industry-initiated clinical trials. And there is a suggestion from him to uh, to establish a, a new national network called SWE, SWE Trial. I think it's cool to see that the focus is not only on on how to continue to have, of course, very good quality of our clinical trials, but also to focus on how we can work more closely with the industry and also the understanding in that the gross national product will increase if we can establish a really good collaboration here. I think that's a great example. I think it's really, uh, really exciting. And, and another uh, thing I've been, uh, that was on my list uh, of things to talk about today was that the SISH initiative. Um, I think yes. it's the, um, um, I don't know exactly what it stands for, but it's about uh, the faster in implementation of innovation in the Swedish healthcare system. Yes, because that is a problem. Uh, so many cool inventions are taking place and they are developed often outside of the healthcare from an academic or from an, an industry uh, process. Uh, but all these products and processes and methods has to be implemented in the healthcare. And 
the implementation is an innovation by itself and uh, we have to acknowledge that and understand that implementing uh, new products and processes and stuff in the healthcare needs so much work is so much culture that has to be increased improved uh, different and it's also so much time it takes and and who is going to pay for that time and stuff like that so i think that uh, this project is pinpointing that in a very good way and i think it's another great example of collaboration across uh, industry and academia and, and the healthcare sector and these fantastic entrepreneurs that we have they they really need to test and validate their their innovations and yes because in the sish projects it's not only healthcare but it's also the incubator society that is yes. involved and i also think that uh, the sish project has brought together all the um, platforms and hubs that work with innovation in inside the healthcare in Sweden in a, in a unique and new way. Yep. And uh, Salgranska Science Park, I think, is uh, working with a uh, region, Vestriatalan, to mm-hmm. implement yeah. that national project. Yes. Great. Mia, so I don't know, did you have any other things on your list that you uh, thought were cool? No, no I, I just wanted to build on, on uh, the topic you just talked about, because I think that is in a way, the holy grail of expanding this region even further on on uh, in life science. If we could find a way of not only coming up with these great inventions, but also being mindful of how to implement. So how do you get beyond a pilot? How do you get beyond that first, yes, we could validate it in one single place, but if we could come up with some sort of a secret source for how to understand the full chain and what needs to be there. Not, uh, not that you can, not you can find a one size fits all, but you can find a one understanding size fits all of there isn't just um, a matter of a techie gadget. It's a matter of how humans behave, how systems talk to each other. Um, who, who are we actually solving for? Are they interested in this being sold for? Who's paying? How do you make it sustainable over time? Isn't that, isn't that exactly what Astra Health works? That is exactly wow, what AstraZeneca what Health setup, works working Jenny. with too. <laughs> yes, but, but um, with or without AstraZeneca Health works, this is a dilemma. And without the full understanding of what matters to those who work in healthcare and those people who are sometimes patients, what really matters to them, we can invent ourselves to death but we won't really solve the problems. I fully agree. Very good. <laughs> Excellent. So we, uh, we've we run out of, we've gone over time uh, a lot. So uh, there's going to be a lot of ruthless editing, uh, but it's, be, <laughs> it's been a fantastic uh, conversation. I'm just curious to know, are there any other, um, I don't know, just uh, quick fire things that are cool and happening uh, at the moment? There I can, are a lot of new people. A lot of new people. In West Sweden. Like we have a new CEO at the Sargansk University Hospital. Yes. We soon have a new dean at the Sargansk Academy. Okay. We have just for just a year ago, we had a new uh, director of the region. Yep. New uh, vice president at Chalmers. New vice president at University of Gothenburg. New CEO for Sargansk Science Park. Soon to be. New CEO for a bio job. Um, yes. And then you have I- a lot of people to interview, Jamie. <laughs> You do. I do think Maria Forsch, her appointment as the new CEO uh, and president, I think, of uh, Baiko, 
the bioprinting and bioink group i think is very exciting um, I, I don't know Maria um, so well. I have a few interactions with her, and I'm very impressed by uh, Maria, her leadership and her clarity, determination. I think she's done amazing things at AstraZeneca and Vitro Life previously. Uh, it is really, really refreshing to see uh, a, a female uh, take up a position like that in a company like that. So uh, I'm building on that because I couldn't agree more. I think it's so cool to see Maria, also a homegrown talent, moving from one role to another. Uh, but uh, what's also cool is that there is a a new network for women in life science uh, that is a national network called Vilda, Women in Life Science. But they have their first local uh, meetup in West Sweden, and hopefully in not too distant future, we will open that up for a broad, a broad group of women in life science. Wonderful. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Why do you think uh, talent and investors should uh, be thinking of West Sweden um, when it comes to placing themselves or their money? I think that this region is uh, unique in that we have so many sectors that can work together and that you can come here and uh, put your company or yourself and you know that you can move from life science into electromobility, into engineering, into higher education. You have everything in one spot. Yeah. Sweden is far too small of a country for us to compete. Uh, between different regions. We should build on each other's strength. And West Sweden's strength is that we have diversity. Wonderful. Uh, anything else that we forgot to mention? Any key messages? No, but we look very much forward to the next part. It's, I, I enjoyed uh, speaking with you both. It's a lot of fun. And uh, I hope uh, that our listeners um, yeah, got something out of our conversation today. Thank you, Jamie. Thank you, Jamie. No, thank you both. It's been fantastic. 